0: It's Monday. It's time to talk about ghosts with me, Kevin Eustace. Hello. Uh, a little bit later in the day than we'd normally release. Apologies to our Facebook admin and, of course, co-host of Royal Philharmonic Chainsaw Massacre Matt, who WhatsApped me today to say, where's the show? I said, it'll be out later. So there you go. Apologies, Matt. Anyway, how are you all doing? As the podcaster's mantra is, we hope you're all doing well, said every podcaster in the world at the same time. And then we sold you a mattress. Yes, we did. What have we got in store for today? Well, of course, it's a story. It's a story. It's a show about true ghost stories. So we're going to have a load of your true ghost stories. Then Becca's going to come on at the end and regale us with a tale from Reddit, as is her want. Um, What else is going on today? Well, I'm also going to do a bit of a review because that's how we do things around here. And of course, today, this Monday, is Blue Monday. Or so it's been named in the UK. Apparently today is the most depressing day of the year. Now, that's quite subjective, isn't it, really? I think, because who says who? I mean, I've had quite a good day so far. And it's what, what time is it now? Quarter to two in the afternoon? It's going reasonably okay. Yeah, I've had a pan of chocolate. I've also had a pan of raisin. And I've also had a cinnamon bun. And I think I've got worms because I'm not putting any weight on. Not that I'm trying to put weight on. But I've done some simple maths and what I eat compared to what I weigh hmm something's amiss so i think i have worms anyway hopefully not because that would be a blue monday i hope you're not feeling blue guys anyway i hope you're feeling um gold i don't know what's the opposite of blue red i hope you're feeling red with joy and exuberance But before we get into the show proper, of course, we need to thank everyone who supports the show via Patreon and allows this show that you're hearing right now in your lug holes to go out for free for you each and every week. Now, of course, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support the show, you also get two extra Patreon shows each and every week just for Patreons. You get a ramble from me midweek, which I try to make funny. Sometimes it's a little bit more shouty than funny. And on a Sunday we have a Paranormal special, which this week we looked at some ghost stories from celebrities like Richard Maidley and Helen Mirren. Yeah, quite a good episode, I did think. Went on a bit of a deep dive there. And not only did you get all that, I also sing your names as a bit of a thank you, just like I'm going to do now. The guitar is well and truly out, and we have two fantastic new Patreons. We have Lena Crowley, hello, with your name, and Patrick Mobley. This is for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lena Crowley, you signed up to the Patreon. Patrick Mobley, you signed up as well. And I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. You're keeping the lights on here. So I wanna say thank you There you go There you go Thank you you guys And don't forget Go over to Patreon.com forward slash We need to talk about ghosts And that's where you'll get All the other stuff You know what I mean Shall we have a review I think we should Should Okay it's time for A paranormal review A paranormal review So you don't have to I know that doesn't make sense Anyway, today's review is a YouTube channel, and it's a YouTube channel, I nearly said that wrong, a YouTube channel, choo-choo, a YouTube channel, I am a train, Uh, it's a YouTube channel called Frostmare. he's got two actually, one's called Frostmare, and one's called King Frostmare. yes, because apparently... He's of regal descent, and uh, he's just started to acknowledge it. He's not really, but no, he's called Frostmare, and he collects paranormal videos from that week and puts them on. Now, the good thing, i know I've talked about Nukes Top 5 in the past, which is another fantastic channel that you need to check out on YouTube, but uh, the difference is between Nukes and Frostmare is that Frostmare is a little bit more consistent in his output. So Nukes, and why not, you know? No shade on the man. But nukes can, like, have two or three or four weeks between video releases, whereas Frostmare is, like, twice a week, every week, bang. And that's why he's got two channels. One's called Frostmare Classic, but just put Frostmare and you'll find it. And one is King Frostmare. But if you search for them, you're going to be scared, I guarantee you. He's a good um, in-between. So on the one side, of the in the YouTube video collection community of the paranormal, on one side you've got, like, Chills, Who's that guy who sounds like this, who you'll all know? Um, And he kind of puts on stuff where sometimes you're just like, well, that's obviously fake. That's completely black. Why have you bothered to put that on this? And then he'll have a gem, and you'll be like, that's amazing. Uh, And then on the other side, you've got Nukes, who Nukes tends to, much to his credit, like weasel out any sort of obvious fakes, and he only puts in his videos. Maybe this is why they're so more sporadic but he only puts out good content where you're like that's interesting next video that's interesting and so on um frostmare's a, a bit in between the two so there's the occasional one with frostmare where you're like well that's just fake but th- there's a higher quantity of really good stuff on there so i would suggest go and checking out frostmare and king frostmare both channels the same guy go and check him out he also does a live stream so there's a constant live youtube stream of just paranormal clips I often just put it on have got nothing else to watch because sometimes something will come on and be like i've not watched that it's running like 24 hours a day so it should be somewhere in your bookmarks you should save it as a paranormal fan and just put it on when you're bored that's what i do so today the paranormal review is Frostma and king frostmer two thumbs up about shoulder high and uh yeah go check it out Okay, so it's the reason why we're all gathered here today. Of course, to marry these two in holy matrimony. Now, of course, we're going to listen to some ghost stories sent in by you, wonderful people, your true paranormal experiences. And the first email today comes in from John Roberts. Hello, John Roberts, and I think he's a fellow Scouser. In fact, I know he is, for he says so. And he writes, Hi, Kevin. Hi, John. Love the show, mate. I just want to let you know about a bar I work in. Why, thank you, John. This is John's little email. I've been there about five years now and it has a sub-level under Matthew Street, which have a set of toilets in, and the atmosphere in there is very uncomfortable, especially when it's closed to the public. It's always really really cold, even when the heating's on in the building. There's been a few times now when I've been in the toilet cubicle, and I've seen shoes moving underneath the door. I've thought the staff were in the toilet, but when I've shouted to ask, no one has been there. Just a bit of background about me. I come from a family of psychics, so I'm used to seeing weird things, but this place even makes me feel uneasy. Best regards, John. Wow, John. That's petrifying. I'd love to know which pub it is in Matthew Street, because I'll pop in and say hello. Um, the one with it, the, the, you know, they've all got a subterranean toilets. I to think in Matthew Street, haven't they? Because it's a bit cavernous underneath. Cavernous, get it? Matthew Street, the cavern? Wasn't even a joke, but... um. Yeah, but I'd love to know which one you mean, mate, because uh, I'm intrigued now. I am definitely intrigued. By the way, that reminds me today, this very morning, a friend of mine sent me a message and said, are you on an iPhone? And I said, yes, I am on an iPhone. He said, "Can?" now this guy's a skeptic, genuine skeptic. He says, "Uh, can I send you this picture? It's a live picture, which is why you need to be on an iPhone. You know, sometimes you take a photo and it takes like three seconds of video almost around it. It's one of them, so it only seems to work on an iPhone. So I said, yeah, I'm on an iPhone. Anyway, his wife and her mother are doing up this property in Liverpool to try and flip it. And they were doing some plastering. And they have took a photograph of where they're up to with the plastering in this room upstairs. She didn't know. She wasn't aware that it was. A, she took a photo. That was a live photo. Anyway, when she sent it to him, he's held down on it so you can watch the three-second clip. Shadow person running through a door genuinely genuinely heart-stoppingly terrifying so i've went back to him and said um i need to get in this house has anything else happened and he said yeah there's been like she she was in the kitchen she said noises moving about upstairs that video or that photo was taken upstairs he said he feels uneasy in there even though he doesn't believe in anything like that and history wise for the house we think i was speaking to him about it and we think that we were built pre-war and they were used as almost an army barracks for the U.S. soldiers when they um, came in, were working in Burton Wood, which is an airbase nearby. So yes, very interesting. So uh, I will try and keep you informed with that. Yes, I will. I'll also try and find a way of, of showing you that somehow, but I don't know how because, as I say, it's quite iPhone centric. So if anyone's got an idea on how you can like you know share something, a share a live iPhone photo onto a Facebook page or whatever, just let me know. Now, our next email, I've been waiting to get to, because I do these in the order that they arrive, you see, and uh, I noticed this one come in, and I was like, "Oh, can't wait to get to that one, because it's kind of a bit of a follow-up, but with a more detailed backstory type of email, and this is from the wonderful Alice. Now, you may recall Alice got in touch a while back to tell us a little bit about her haunted house. And it got to the point she invited us to go around and we were going to. And then we kind of got broken down in communication and COVID hit, and all this carry on. However, Alice has been back in touch. And this is Alice's email. She writes, Hi Kev, hi Becca, hi. I mean, hi. And neighbour's cat, meow. Hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. We did indeed and are doing well. I sent her my story a while ago, which you read out, but since then, some other weird shit's happened. I apologise for the length of this email. I may have rambled a lot, so feel free to cut it down. I won't, because I think it's all important. Um, And I've sent in some pictures too, so you can get a bit spooked, and she's attached a few photographs of her home. And this is Alice's email. Well, I guess it all started back in April 2019, when me and my ex will call her Emily decided we should move in together. We went to view one flat, but it was too small for what we needed. We then got offered this house by the letting agent. As we said, we'd need a bit more space. We went to view the house instantly with the agent, and it wasn't perfect, but it would do. We moved our things in with the help of family and friends, and me and Emily had our beds set up and were going to be spending our first night there alone. In brackets, our children were with their other parents at the time. We put a few things away and ordered some food, probably pizza, and settled on the couch to just relax on our first night. We sat on the couch and about 15 minutes passed. Both of us kept glancing at the top of the stairs, before Emily said to me, It's not just me who feels like there's something or someone watching us from there, is it? I replied, No, but I didn't want to be the first one to say anything. We spent the night restlessly trying to find the perfect place for the two couches where we wouldn't feel so... ...watched. But we couldn't. No matter where we sat, we always felt like we were being watched. We decided that until something happened, in brackets, like things being moved or broken, etc., we would just ignore it and pretend it wasn't there. This approach seemed to work well. We didn't have any weird happenings, but still felt watched but as nothing bad happened, we decided it was all fine. Fast forward to October. She decided she was leaving me, and leaving me with the house. Cool, I get a house to myself and my son when he's with me on the weekends. Awesome. Well, not quite. See, since she left in October, I tried to rearrange the house, every room, and tried to make it my own, but I couldn't settle in any room. I hated moving around the house especially at evenings there was a really horrible and uneasy feeling in every room of the house so i settled on sleeping on a sofa bed in the spare room because for a while it was the most comfortable room in the house now before i get into the rest of it i want to make it clear that the only person who knew about the uneasy feeling in the house was myself and emily neither of us had ever mentioned it to any family or friends Not even my best mate. I never mentioned how I felt about this house to anyone. So one day, as he does two to three times a week, my best mate Matt came over. And we did the usual, watched some football, some wrestling, had a few smokes, nothing out of the ordinary. I went downstairs to use the bathroom. In brackets, we had moved a sofa and TV into the spare room and were using it as a smoking slash chill room. And when I came back... He goes... I don't want to alarm you... But I've just seen... Things go into the wardrobe... Three things... What kind of things? Spiders? If so, get them the fuck out... You know I don't like them... No... Like... Black things... I don't know... They just shot past my head along the wall and disappeared we checked in the wardrobe nothing we didn't know what it was so we just chose to try and rationalize it as lights or shadows or something the next day we decided to move the couch and tv out of that room and back downstairs because neither of us felt comfortable a few months later a couple i know mike and lisa came by for a quick visit they'd never been to my house before I was aware they were both big believers in the paranormal, and quite spiritual, but not religious. But again, hadn't mentioned once, what Matt, also a friend of theirs, or myself or my ex had experienced or felt in the house. But within five minutes of Lisa sitting down, she goes, There's something in your house, you know. I can feel it. I can feel something or someone at the top of your stairs. At that point I reiterated what she already knew. I live here alone and my son is here on weekends... ...and right now there's only us three here in the house. And she says, no, we're not alone in this house... ...and you're not alone in this house. Have you ever felt or experienced anything weird or unusual? I then went on to tell her about me and Emily feeling something... ...never being comfortable in the house... I explained what Matt had seen and explained that when it gets into the evening... I feel like I have to stay in one room because I feel like there's something in the house. They both went on to explain how they felt a bit uneasy and watched as soon as they knocked on the door. Weird. A couple of months went by and a friend, Leah, got in touch and said she wanted to hang out. Cool. I invited her round. Again, we sat downstairs, caught up, watched TV... And after about an hour of me noticing her glancing to the top of the stairs literally every five minutes, I asked her, how come you keep looking up at the top of the stairs? She said, don't, don't you get an uneasy feeling in this house? Don't you feel like you're being watched? I do, right now, and I can't shake it. I went on to explain to her everything that had happened with myself, Emily, Matt, Lisa and Mike and told her that I'd done the same thing to them as I did to her intentionally not mentioned it because I wanted to see how many other people said they felt the same way the evening went on and she kept glancing up she was staying over for the night and I'd offered her the sofa bed which was downstairs underneath the stairs or my bed upstairs and she said she didn't want to go upstairs at all so chose the sofa bed When I woke up the following morning, I made my way downstairs where Leah was sat. She hadn't slept all night. I asked her why she hadn't slept, but more to the point, why she didn't come and wake me up, as I would have stayed up with her and kept her company. She said she tried to wake me up, but it was impossible. I mean, I am a heavy sleeper sometimes, but the reason she couldn't sleep was because she felt something was watching her all night. She even explained she felt too scared to go to the bathroom Which is only about 20 yards from the living room It's an old house with the only bathroom being built at the back of the house Past the kitchen And I explained that's how I feel most nights She hasn't come round since A month or so later, my mate Ryan moved in with me He now has the spare room In brackets, which is where Matt's experience was And from the moment he moved in He said that the room feels weird, and the top of the stairs are creepy. I went on to explain everything that had happened, and how people had felt to that point. He was also quite sceptical, and I had explained that because nothing had really happened, I didn't really care for trying to get rid of whatever it was, because, ultimately, it hadn't caused anyone any harm, so it was all good. Me and Ryan had been living together for about three months, and nothing had happened up to this point, besides both of us feeling uneasy when alone in the house but absolutely fine when we were together in the house one night while me and Ryan were sat outside in the back smoking my son who's two going on three years old at this point makes his way downstairs about 3am and wanders over to the back door I ask him what's up babe and he goes I need a wee wee he is stood at the back door and the bathroom door is literally right next to it with the light on so i turn to ryan hand him my joint and i look back at the door my son had wandered off i look in the bathroom nope he's heading to the stairs i start calling his name gradually getting louder as he's completely non-responsive to me shouting hi so i walk after him still calling his name by this point i'm about two feet away from him and he isn't listening he stops at the bottom of the stairs blankly staring at the top i'm stood next to him calling his name waving my hand in front of him to no response for what feels like forever he eventually snaps out of it looks at me and starts to cry he can't explain why he was sad other than saying i just need a wee wee and milkies so i took him for a wee got him some milk and we took him straight back to bed and he went straight back to sleep When he woke up the next morning, I asked him why he'd walked to the stairs and stood there. He was adamant he didn't know. I asked if he heard me shouting him. Again, no, he didn't hear a thing. This is really unusual for him, because usually I say his name once and he listens. The day after this, I go to see my mate Baz, who I go to see once a week, who again hasn't been to my house, nor had I told him of any of the stories but I was about to tell him about my son last night. Before I got the chance, he goes, Oh, let me just give you this. It's sage. Take it home, burn it in each corner of your room in your house, and it'll make your house a bit more cleansed. I was weirded out by this as I hadn't mentioned anything at all. As soon as I did start mentioning it, he told me he knew something was wrong with me, and he knew something needed to change. He told me I had to burn the sage that night and it would make everything better. I went home, burned the sage in every room as instructed and nothing else, involving my son anyway, has happened since. The only thing that has happened is there have been a couple of times now, maybe two or three, where I've been out since about 8 or 9am and haven't come back till about 8 or 9pm, either with my son or at work. Ryan, who usually works nights, has said that when he's been off and he's been in his room, he's heard me in my room, either sounding like I'm working out, which I do sometimes, or I'm just walking around doing something in my room. One night specifically, I'd been at work since 7am. Ryan got in at 8am. I went to pick Matt up after work about 6pm, and we went to mine as usual. Ryan was sat in the living room when we came in and as soon as the door opened he looked horrified and I mean genuinely terrified for his life we said yo what's up man you look fucking horrified and he said have where have you been did you go out to pick Matt up and I didn't notice when did you go out I explained dude I've been at work all day I left about 7 I don't think you were home why he said yeah but when did you come back because i swear you've been in all day i said nah man i've literally went to work straight to mats we've just been for a shop and now we're here i haven't been home since seven still with the most terrified look on his face he said i swear you have i've been up since two and i've heard you in your room and downstairs and in the bathroom i told him again you couldn't have because i have been out all day man All three of us looked at each other with pretty concerned looks on our faces, sat down, and didn't really say much for ten minutes or so. Nothing's happened since. I'm sorry this has turned into a fucking essay. Alice. Oh my Christ. That's bloody terrifying. Alice, never, ever, and this goes for everyone who's thinking about sending a story, never, ever be concerned about the length of your story, because listen to that. How good was that? I mean, it's fucking horrifying. Don't get me wrong. But um, that's a tremendous story, Alice. And if that's happened since the in what is your mate hearing around the house? Do you know what I mean? And it's good. It, don't get me wrong. It's obviously good that the Sajin has clearly stopped any sort of interaction with your son. Because, you know, we're, we're weirdos in the nicest possible way. You know, we want, we're interested in ghosts. If something happens, we're like, hooray. Terrified, but hooray. Kids don't ask for it. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes people can... Push kids into paranormal situations where the kids are like, "What the fuck?" and the adults go, "No, go on, tell us what you see." Go on, is someone speaking to you? Oh, you're haunted, and it can be a little bit overkill and dangerous and almost borderline abuse. So, um, I am glad that that stopped happening to your son, but uh, yeah, terrifying tale. And if anything else goes on, sincerely, we'll come into your house. Genuinely, we're not bringing the neighbor's cat because, well, one, the neighbor won't be too impressed, and two she'd run away and we love her too much but that's just immense so thank you very much alice please keep us updated i'm sure we all agree that the bride looks lovely and we need to know more about this story so do keep us updated alice that is phenomenal okay then you wonderful people shall we get the skeptic over here to tell us stuff from reddit i think we should i said all that in one breath okay here's becker everyone ladies and gentlemen now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, everyone, so it's one of my favourite times of the week. Hello, Becca. Hello, Kevin. How are you?
1: I'm okay, how are you?
0: Are you ready to do your corner? I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Why are you wearing fingerless gloves?
1: Because it's so cold in our apartment. It is um, cold. So I have it is cold. gloves we... rather than full gloves so that I can still type on my computer when I'm working.
0: But what if there's a fire and you have to go outside and you look homeless?
1: Then maybe they'll give me a blanket quicker.
0: Oh, and you'll get warmer quicker. I like it. Yeah, okay. It's a good plan. It but, um, is
1: that cold in our flat, seriously. It really
0: is. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it won't be in our new home when we move.
1: Hopefully.
0: Whenever that fucking is. But anyway. <laughs>
1: um
0: Are you ready to tell the people out there in listener land some stories from Reddit? I sure am. It's paranormal Reddit time with Becca. Why
1: do you do that voice?
0: Because it's great. Are you going to do your intro, though?
1: Welcome. When we start, yeah. Okay, there you, you go. You to me yet. That's the okay. story. Okay, thank you.
0: You're welcome.
1: Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Pro. This story is called Possible Dorm Room Haunting Storytime.
0: Storytime,
1: woo! Let's begin. Hi, everyone. For context, I live in a dorm hall built in 1984 at my university, and I know we have working carbon monoxide detectors that I can see at all times.
0: Interesting. Why do you think they've said that? (laughs) Let's see how much you've learned. Why do you think they've said that?
1: Because carbon monoxide can cause hallucinations that people tend to think are
0: ghosts. Bingo. You've passed. Continue.
1: Boom. Um, There's a lot of rumoured hauntings on campus, but generally not in my building. However, there have been two mysterious deaths in the past year. Well, I know where I'd rather live. I know, yeah. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) It's the one with the ghosts.
0: And no batteries in the carbon monoxide test. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the existing ghosts are not
0: new-to-be-produced ghosts. New-to-be-produced ghosts? I like it, Becca. Go on, carry on.
1: Last year, in a previous dorm room, my roommates and I had some weird experiences. Toilet flushes at 1am and I was the only one awake, tapping and things falling but now that we're on a different floor, things are a lot different. Last semester, my roommate and I had some weird but somewhat normal things happen to us, where things would fall off of shelves or we'd hear strange noises, but it was all easily written off. However, this semester, my roommate and I have been a little more uneasy about feeling like someone else is here with us. Things still continue to fall and noises are just as common, but my roommate says she's seen things move around and strange shadows. Mm. However... My roommate went away on Thursday and I've been alone in the room since. Thursday, everything was fine and it was normal. However, Friday afternoon, around 12, I suddenly felt someone put their hand on my shoulder. It was really quite heavy, to the point I thought it was someone standing behind me, and I whipped around to see who it was. Obviously, nothing was there. Later that day, I was on the phone with my mum when I heard an unintelligible whisper from behind me and a thud. When I turned around, nothing was there. Saturday went by mostly fine, with the exceptions of some rustling and tapping noises. Mind you, I'd already done a sweep of the room to see if somehow someone else was in here with me. However, today, I've already had some bizarre things happen. I was sitting at my desk, where I've been when everything else has happened, when I felt a cold spot develop right behind me and fingers run up my neck. I whirled around and nothing was there, but the cold spot remained for a while longer. Two hours or so later, I was standing by my door, where my dresser is, getting dressed, when the same thing happened. But this time I got a chill and the fingers were running down my neck. Since then I've heard some tapping, but I haven't felt anything else. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for by posting, but um, but maybe someone has some thoughts on what's happening. I'm not super scared, just weirded out more than anything.
0: Oh, uh, mm. there you go. So what do you make of that?
1: Well, fingers down your neck is creepy, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think any sort of touch from a non-human being is creepy. Generally mm. speaking.
1: Mm.
0: So do you think there was anything to do with carbon monoxide? Because well, it's strange that he jumped right in with that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a, it's almost a lazy death protest element, isn't it? Like, why would you mention that so quickly if...
0: Yeah, because I'll be honest, when like anyone... How, how
1: would you know the working in the dorm room as well?
0: Well, also, when anyone starts a ghost story, it's ne- I've never really heard someone immediately off the bat go, have you checked your carbon monoxide detectors? I think it was you pointed something out about opening windows during a ghost thing.
1: Mm,
0: yeah. You seen it in the Guardian or something, didn't you? Yeah. Where it said if you see a ghost, open your windows because you might be getting gassed.
1: Yes, because it might be carbon monoxide. Um, yeah. How would they know that they work in a dorm?
0: There'd be a test. And then again, there'd only be a button you press, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Which just means I can beep, I can beep, I can beep. It doesn't mean I can smell carbon monoxide and give you a warning.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean the cold spot. I'm afraid I've got very little sympathy for that because, coincidentally, as we've just had that conversation about, yeah, um, that our flat's freezing. So you know, Crimey River. Um,
0: but could it just be that our flat is haunted, as we, as I do believe, and that's why it's cold all the time? Because we are living with the dead.
1: Um, do these dead take vacations in the summertime? Because when it's June, July, August, even September here, when it's sunny, it is no longer cold, and in fact, it is baking hot.
0: Yes, because the demons come in the summer. That's why. <laughs>
1: right.
0: These are just spirits and then right. and they go, be out by the summer for the demon doth come.
1: So the demons summer in our house. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Why not? Third floor. <laughs> so mockery um, of the Holy Trinity. What did
1: they do? The ghosts go south for the summer? Or?
0: Um, I don't know any spectral migratory patterns, I'm afraid. Right. So before you go, Becca, anything else that you'd like to say or share? Um, This is going on today, so it's Betty White Give Money to Charities Day, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Yeah, so that's fun. So it's um, the Betty White Challenge today. Yeah. So today would have been her 100th birthday, Mm. and she was a very active campaigner for animal charities, animal rights, and she was Mm. um, very into, you know, adoptions and things rather than buying. Um, So the idea of the challenge is that today people would donate just a small amount to their local animal shelter and hopefully collectively it would be a nice A nice thing in memory of Betty Yeah Which I think is lovely I think
0: it's lovely You've donated haven't you
1: I have yeah On behalf of the Neighbours Cat
0: And I'll give you some of that um, Just so I've done something too
1: Well you can donate to a different one Or the same one
0: Or the same one yeah Yeah fair enough You
1: just donate yourself I don't I would rather Increase they get more. the existing donation yeah, yeah.
0: Than I get a partial refund If <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it's yeah. all the same to you Yeah no that's fair enough yeah Alright then um, Okay yeah Nothing else
1: in the next car? yes I'm very pleased she gets to live with the next
0: oh also um, it was one, our listener Kaylee who mentioned the cat pairing on your chest oh, yeah. and healing it just yeah. so you know
1: right yeah no we, we love that
0: we did love yes. that okay then Becca well that's all as always has been a pleasure never a chore mm-hmm. um, you can go now
1: thank you for visiting Reddit Corner with Becca
0: visiting I like it goodbye goodbye Okay, and that rounds things up for another We Need to Talk About Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I certainly liked Alice's story, yes, I did. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, if you've got a scary story that you're sat on and other S-words, send it in to contact at talkaboutghosts.com and I will read it out, and I will. So please do. And this is a sincere message. Do write down your stories and send them in. We're getting relatively close to today's date, I will say. So we do need more tales. So write them down, send them in, contact at talkaboutghosts.com. All stories considered. In the meantime and in between time, make sure you take care of yourselves and each other. If you want to become a patron and get more of this sort of paranormal nonsense, go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. And in the meantime and in between time, I'll catch you next time. Tati-bye.